We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome to another edition of Mind of My Money, presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready. Martin Palomo joins me from Pinnacle there in Jackson, Mississippi, here on this Thursday afternoon, November the 9th. Thursday morning, I should say. Getting close to the afternoon. It feels like afternoon. <laughs> Um, interesting stuff happening in the world. We'll talk about that a little bit. Those things always impact money, as we talk about when people say, why don't you talk about things other than money on a show called Mind of My Money? It's because everything kind of impacts money. Uh, so we'll talk about those things in a minute. First, I'll tell you quickly that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark and tell him what you're thinking about, what product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. He'll also give you some advice. It's a volatile uh, automobile market still is a lot going on with hybrids, electric cars, electric vehicles, what that does to the value of other vehicles, supply chain issues and more. There's all those things still happening uh, post pandemic that have absolutely impacted the uh, automobile industry. And so he'll tell you whether you're getting a good deal elsewhere or not as well, even if it doesn't impact him or uh, Clark Ford or Ford in general. 662-257-1900 to prove that he's got his, his dad and a brother have a dealership that's a Chevrolet dealership in Amory. So he can help you on that as well. 662-257-1900. Martin, before we get rolling, tell the people about how they can get in touch with you all at Pinnacle and what's going on there. Indeed, man. We are, um, man, we're in our, we have rounded third in the, in the final stretch of, uh, you know, trying to get client meetings um, done before the holidays. Uh, man, most folks, really kind of after Thanksgiving begin to check out a little bit. They're focused on family, which I totally understand. Uh, we're, you know, I'm in the same boat too. Um, so it will bring up a little bit of time for, uh, if we've got listeners out there that, um, you know, do it on their own, do the investing on their own, or they just want to make sure they're on the right track. Um, our schedules will kind of get freed up a little bit between, uh, December 1 and December 15th. So uh, it's a good time to for a check-in if you want to, you know, 
give us a call or hear what we have to say or see if we're a good fit, uh, you know, for helping you figure out, making sure you can finish finish this race uh, with some dignity in retirement. Uh, you can reach out to us via email at info at mypinnwealth.com or you can call us uh, old-fashioned telephone too, 601-957-0323. So a lot going on uh, yesterday. And there was a, a presidential debate, Republican side. We had uh, elections on Tuesday. I think there are a lot of things that came out of those elections that I think uh, sent messages to both parties. It was pretty interesting. The one thing, Martin, and this is a sensitive topic. It really is. It's a hard topic to discuss because people um, people don't like talking about it. It's sensitive. I get it. It's uh, it's it's something that a lot of people feel very strongly about with their faith. I'm not belittling that at all. I'll I'll be full disclosure here. Personally, I'm pro life. Um, the idea of abortion makes me squeamish. What it means, if you see how that's done. Etc. It makes me very uncomfortable. Sure. Okay. Now that said, the overwhelming majority of America, as according to those who went to the polls on Tuesday in states where there were abortion issues on the docket, showed that um, they are very much against restrictive uh, anti-abortion measures. They're against them. They made that very clear at the ballot box. And the Republican Party, and you and I have talked about this before, I think the Republican Party has a decision it has to make here soon as it pertains to this. And that is, and I have a, I do have a solution because a lot of people say there is no solution. And I think there is a solution. Now, the solution is not a comfortable one for the um, most conservative of the re- people who identify as Republicans. Does that make sense? It does. Um, but the Republicans have to decide do they want to win in 2024 or not. Do you want to win or not? And, and I realize it's, it's some people say it's not that simple. It, it is. It is that simple. Do you want to win or not? Are you willing to budge on this? Because if you're not, I don't think you can win. Because there's this percentage of the American public, and it shows up in the polling data, that this is a non-starter for them, that they will ignore anything and everything else, including their pocketbooks, on this issue. They simply do not believe that the government should have... It's fascinating, really, when you think about it, but I'm going to stay on topic. It's They don't believe the government should have a right to tell women what they can do with their bodies. And so if that is that strong of an opinion among people, then it's why I think Ron DeSantis disqualified himself months ago with the six-week heartbeat bill, basically, meaning that once there's a heartbeat that can be identified, and that's usually about six weeks into a pregnancy, that with the exception of protecting the life of the mother, rape, incest, no abortion. You have other states where abortion is illegal. And they saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade. A lot of people did. They were wrong. 
What it did was it sent it back to the states. Yep. But a lot of people viewed it as the first step towards making abortion illegal in the U.S. And I always tell people about perception and reality. If enough people perceive something, it might as well be reality. Yep, I agree with that. And so if that's the case, and there are these measures in some states to be very restrictive as it pertains to abortion rights, and people are showing up at the ballot box and not just, I mean, it's, it's happened in Nebraska or Kansas, I should say, a red state. These are This is not just in traditionally blue states. This is not just in purple states. This is in red states. If that's the case, Martin, the Republicans have to decide, do you, do you want to win or not? Or is this a hill that you believe so strongly? Is this an issue that you believe so strongly in that you will die on this hill? Yeah, I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, you know, in, in the deep South where we're, you know, a quite religious percentage of population versus, you know, the rest of the country, you know, probably is a hill that, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, conservatives in the deep South are, are willing, you know, are willing to die on. And, you know, I, I, I do think that with the the uh the uh, you know with the i guess the the voters that um are folks that are casting votes in in this election there's a, a lot larger majority of people that that probably are not uh aligned with conservative deep south and they say hey there's a lot of things that we you know that we care deeply about but we think that a woman you know, does have the, the right to choose. And I'm not saying that, that, uh, you know, the folks in the deep South that are religiously convicted are wrong. And I'm not saying that people who believe they have the right to choose are wrong, but I, I do agree with you that, um, you know, I was, I was, I was listening to, um, after Tuesday night, uh, not the debate, I missed the debate because of, I had a, I had an event, but I was listening after Tuesday night to, you know, some of the states where um, the Republicans, it was, I, I guess, call it purple, but the Republicans had a really good chance, but they got beat. Um, and it was on, on this issue on abortion. And it wasn't that, it wasn't that the Republican stance was wrong. It was that Republicans were silent. Um, you know, when I guess there was a lot of money coming in from the left saying, you know, hey, these guys are, um, you know, are, are anti-abortion and they want to take away your rights. And they just didn't respond at all to those messages saying, you know what? No, they're wrong. This is what we believe or, Hey, they're right. We are going to come in and we're going to take away. They just, they were radio silent and the radio silence was perceived as that the left was, was correct. That, you know, that that was their, was their motive. And I know you and I were talking a little bit pre-show, but if that worked in you know, state elections and the Democrats see that, Hey, this is a message that we can carry and it's effective. I imagine that's probably the message they'll carry all through the next year, leading all the way up into November of, of next year. And I know you and I have said this previously on the show, <clears throat> the Democrats do look like they have a game plan that is based on winning. They do. Why and the Republicans, uh, the Republicans are stalling. Here. They spent the Democrats spent millions across the country 
tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars on campaigning about, and they used abortion as their, it was really their, their calling card that, Hey, you have a right to protect your bodies. The Republicans just don't have an answer for it. A few of them in fairness have said, Hey, they're for a federal ban on abortions after 15 weeks. Here's the fascinating thing. I was talking to someone in Washington the other day. 90% or more of abortions occur within the first 15 weeks. It's one of these issues where we're more on the same page than people think they are. But you do have a... I mean, there's no other word for it other than radical. Look, if, if, if you're aborting a child as a form of birth control in the third trimester, you're just a monster. Okay, you're a monster. I mean, the... Yeah. Yes. The Republicans won't talk like that. The Republicans will not say, look, I might be personally for this, but I believe that to a point, you absolutely have a right to, to end a pregnancy. I, I don't I don't believe in it, but I believe in your right to it. Up until this point. And here's why. That's sure. the part of it. And here's why. And that's a very uncomfortable topic to start getting into because you have to put, you've got to invest in, a, in an ad campaign that, that somehow reaches and resonates and appeals to the American public. And you have to say, you have to do an ad campaign that I think is pretty graphic, Martin. And it, it runs a risk. It runs a risk of really turning off a segment of the populace, but that segment's sure. never voting for you anyway. Sure. You have to understand that that far left is never voting for you. They will vote for Biden. They've proven this no matter how bad it gets, no matter what we get into, no matter what war we threaten to fight, no matter what we say we're going to do, no matter how much money we send to Ukraine, no matter how big the border opens, no matter who comes in, they don't care. They are going to vote for that. They're voting for the whole alphabet soup thing. The media is in bed with them. They're going to do it. We saw this with the Nashville Manifesto this week and the reaction to that. That segment of the American populace is never voting Republican. So you have to just go, all right, forget them. Not, that's not who we're talking to. You're talking to the people that are somewhere in the middle, and you've got to say, You've got to somehow turn the question in these debates to, all right, well, here's what I'm for. What are, let me ask you, what are you for? Because are you for aborting after, not, not to protect the life of the mother? Because obviously, yep, not in cases of, of really, that's it. Because you, you, you know by 16 weeks, and if you know if you were raped, let's face it, if you got raped, okay, God forbid, if your daughter came to you and said, dad, I was raped, yep. if were, you would start taking pregnancy tests almost immediately. You would know very quickly whether your daughter was pregnant. Yeah. I mean, and maybe even, you know, if you know quick enough, you go, this sounds awful, but you go ahead and grab the plan B yes, 100%. medication and 100%. go ahead and just to prevent an unwanted, you know, assault pregnancy. But I, I think you have to present something that says, all right, this is what I'm I'm willing to sign off to, on this up to here. But at here, this is my line in the sand. I'm curious, sir, ma'am, at 20 weeks, show a, what a fetus looks like at 20 weeks. At 20 weeks, are you cool with a, aborting this? 
as a form of birth control? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes and or I no? I think that's where you got to say it too, as a form of birth control. As a form of birth control. Are you, yeah, not to protect the life of the mother because obviously, and you have to say that because obviously that, that's, that's paramount. Yep. But are you cool with this at 20 weeks, 19 weeks, 24 weeks? You have to change the message. And it's super uncomfortable because the people that are saying that for the most part are not cool with it at any week, except in the case of rape or incest or to protect the life of the mother. But that's not a winning strategy. And it comes back to my deal. When you play a game, the goal is to win the game. Correct. Because if you Correct. don't win, if you don't win, you don't have any power over the other stuff either. You don't get any of, you don't get the trophy. You, you, you don't get to go keep going on in the playoffs. You just lose. And so well, and the, and the if other you're, stuff if you're is playing the game and, and the way to win the game is to run the football. Then you run the football. Yeah. And the other stuff is mission critical for, I mean, if we're just, let's, let's rope this into the economy and yeah. personal finance and sure. And, you know, and all those things. So we have, um, you know, Trump's tax cuts are those are, are those are set to sunset in you know and uh i think it's in 2025 pretty positive it's 25 i'm going off the dome it may be 26 but i think it's 2025 so during uh you know during if let's just say that you know that the republicans win this uh you know this this cycle they're going into uh you know they've got trump's tax cuts um, sunsetting and they can either, they got a choice. They can extend, they can change, they can let it go back to, you know, what it was previously, but the Republicans kind of are in control of that. And generally speaking, when you have Republicans, you know, in the office, it's a little bit more of a tax friendly, um, you know, type of environment. Now I realize that I'm not saying that, that we are, should pay zero taxes or what, or what not. I mean, I do think that taxation is theft, you know, in a, in a large degree, but I also understand, like, I do want to support <clears throat> the things that we need, um, you know, in the U S we need a strong military. We need good infrastructure. We need education. Um, hell, we even need, we need healthcare. I agree with all of those things. It's the, it's the crap that, and, and I mean, I'm the, probably most normal Americans are, would nod their head in agreement. It's the, it's the junk that money gets spent on that, that I totally disagree with, with how our tax dollars are being, being used. But, you know, from the left, let's just say that, uh, the Democrats win, the left is in the office, those tax cuts expire. Um, they have to do something with them. And I can't imagine that they're going to say, Hey, we are going to, uh, we're going to keep taxes. You know, we're going to lower taxes or we're going to reduce taxes. Um, you know, for American citizens, most Democrats policy is, you know, to increase taxes, increase so that they, so that, you know, social programs can be, they can spend money on social programs. And when they're in office, they have control of, of how that money, you know, is spent. And I just can't imagine that that's going to be a pocketbook positive um, event for, you know, I'm going to call it middle America and 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 upper america which i think probably most of our listener base 
yeah. is going to fall into, you know, middle-class America. Um, you know, some of them might be, uh, you know, upper middle-class or, or, or wealthier. Um, but you know, that's where a large chunk of your, of your paycheck is going to go to servicing things that, you know, that you might not agree with, believe in, think is the right thing to do. And there's literally nothing that we can do about it. I mean, it's like the, the cafeteria bully picking us up. And I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, exaggerate things, but picking us up, shaking our dollars out. And then once he has control of the cash, are you going to go beat the bully up? Probably not. So their bully is going to spend the money. However, the bully wants to spend their money. Bullies can keep taking your money every day. Every day. And here's the thing about a second Biden term. I mean, let's be real. The man's 82 years old when he gets reelected. Right. He's not all there now. He's just going to keep slipping. I'm tired of it. I'm almost tired of people talking about Biden because it's not Biden. It's the people that are behind the scenes. We're either going to have an old man that is completely controlled. 85-year-old men do not get up at 5 in the morning and work all day till 8, 9 o'clock at night in high-pressure jobs. They don't. I, I can't even think of an exception to that. They don't. They go to bed. They're tired. They're sick a lot. They're, they're at the end of their life. Yes. And most of them are perfectly content sitting on the front porch and watching the birds, visiting with their grandkids, that kind of thing. They're happy with that. Yep. You're telling me this guy's going to be, th- this guy is the exception? Stop. <laughs> we're either going to have him and all the people behind him, or we're going to have Kamala Harris. Cause they're not move, moving her off the ticket. Okay. So I was, I was going to ask, and, and that was going to, I was going to play role of village idiot. Cause I haven't read anything about what the left is going to do with the second seat on the ticket. So they, are they in They're They're invested. They're into that ticket. The Biden well, Harris. They, 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 they have a, they have a conundrum. I mean, I, I think there's, I'm reading a story right now that, that Democrats are, they, they, they believe that the electorate appears motivated to vote in their favor, particularly on abortion. This is the wall street journal, pretty damn middle of the middle of the road, probably leans to the right of hair. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say so. Yeah. But is also deeply skeptical of handing another term to the party standard bearer, president Biden, the 80 year old incumbent faced flashing red warning lights this week in the form of fresh polling showing voters concerns about his age and weak numbers in a swing state matchup against former president Donald Trump. But Biden's team and allies see no reason for a course correction pointing to the power of abortion politics and the value of having Trump as a foil. Well, man, that just actually confirms everything that you were talking about at the very front end of the show. Uh, They found their strategy, man. And and they are now, I guess, vocalizing it and say, hey, this worked, and this is what we're going to run with. And so if the Republicans don't pivot or answer, then that's just like them not even not even giving it a shot in the game. They just say, hey, we're going to just – we're going to play dead here. We're going to die on the hill and play dead. So there was a New York Times poll, New York Times Marist University or Marist College, whatever it's called, <clears throat> but New York Times polling that – put up Biden versus Trump head to head. Now there, there were some internal things that also went deeper when you add Robert Kennedy Jr. into the mix and he will be in the mix. It appears he hurts Trump, but head to head as of November 5th, 
So four days ago. Again, this is New York Times. Before anybody thinks I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some right-wing polling. Trump leads Biden by 11 in Nevada. Trump leads Biden by five in Arizona. Trump leads Biden by four in Pennsylvania. Trump leads Biden by six in Georgia. Trump leads Biden by five in uh, Michigan. And Trump trails Biden by two in Wisconsin. Those are the swing states that will impact our election. David Axelrod, former Obama uh, advisor, yes. very much a Democratic pollster, uh, a very smart, no matter what you think of him, very savvy politician, someone who understands politics uh, at a granular level, is very, very good. I don't agree with probably 99% of the things that he thinks, but I, I give him credit for being that. He tweeted on November the 5th, it's very late to change horses. A lot will happen in the next year that no one can predict, and Biden's team says his resolve to run is firm. He's defied CW before conventional wisdom. Okay, this, I was like, what is CW? Okay. This will send tremors of doubt through the party, not bedwetting, but legitimate concern. Yes, there is also risk associated with changing course now, as there is little time for a primary campaign, and campaigns are how we test candidates, he cited Ron DeSantis. But there is a lot of leadership talent in the Democratic Party poised to emerge. So there's, I mean, that's a warning shot. When David Axelrod gets on X and says that publicly, for followers and enemies alike to read, he's firing a warning shot. Yeah. But the problem the Democrats <clears throat> have is it's November now. As he says, it's it's late. Yep. You know, we're going to be right into... Super Tuesday in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So if he's going to step down for health reasons or whatnot, it's kind of the time. And there does not appear to be any desire among his people. This is, and this is my belief because they're running it. And yeah. they know if they can just get him to the finish line in November of 2024, they get to be president with no repercussions for four years. They get to really impact change. Joe Biden can't run for re-election in 2028. Correct. So, and then here's the other part. It's a two-fold thing with Kamala Harris. On one hand, you have all the identity politics that got her on the ticket in the first place. If you take her off the ticket, who are you replacing her with? That's a good what, call. What message does that send to African-Americans, to women? You kick her off to put Gavin Newsom on? You're going to take a black woman off the ticket to put a white man on? Good luck with that. And yep. then I think they'd rather her stay on the ticket, and they can drag her ass to the finish line, too. Why? Two reasons. One, she's never getting elected. Unless she's already the president, and somehow, some way, she shines. But if she's the vice president and they know that she isn't going to be on the ticket in 2028, they can t send her off to her office and say, hey, we're going to make you the czar for whatever. You get to be the czar for some deal about, I don't know, we'll think up something and we'll help you. And then they get to run the country because they don't have to worry about the 2028 election.
They get to go do the things that they dreamt of doing. And those things are probably not what most of the people listening in our audience would be for. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, from an economic standpoint, and then also from a foreign policy standpoint. And that was, look, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the debate last night, and I haven't read the recap, so I don't want to talk about. I, I mean, I'll talk about you know what I what I think about candidates, but I don't want to talk about what I saw in the debate because I haven't seen it or read it or read about it. But, um, you know, I mean, on the flip side, the economic policy. All right, let's just talk about the positives of Trump. You know, positives of Trump. Um, I think economic policy, you know, is is pretty solid for him. Although he, in Trump fashion, even bullies the the Fed. Uh, you know, when 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 he's in when when he's in office. But I think the Fed is the Fed is going to end up cutting during the uh, wh- whoever is elected, whether it's you know, whether it's Biden or whether it's, it's Trump, um, you know, we're going to end up with cuts during that administration, the economy, our markets should be in a good position to, you know, to rally, um, you know, bonds and stocks from that standpoint. And, but I think, you know, obviously whoever's in office is going to, is going to try to take credit for that. But I think that I feel that even Trump economic policies, uh, will enhance the, you know, the performance of our economy, the performance of our markets. And then from a foreign policy standpoint, I think if you have a Nikki Haley on the ticket, really strengthens up, you know, foreign policy. And, you know, I think Trump's foreign policy when he was in office was to bully <laughs> the leaders of other countries uh, and make them a little bit of afraid, a little afraid of him, which I think was, was, uh, was effective. He probably comes back with that, but I think you have a polished, refined Nikki Haley on the, you know, that can that can really uh, probably get get a good bit done from a foreign policy standpoint, um, in 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 improving foreign relations around the world, just versus just rule by fear, uh, which is which was I think Trump's uh, Trump's foreign policy was just I'll make everyone afraid of me and and dare them to to engage. So I, I, and I know I'm looking through a very biased lens and colored glasses, 
Um, I see, I see a, uh, a very prosperous, you know, peaceful, prosperous time during the next four to eight years. If, you know, if the Republicans win, uh, if the Democrats win, not, not saying that we're going to, I'm not, I'm not claiming we're going to hell in a handbasket by any stretch of the imagination, but I think, you know, the risk of us getting into, uh, you know, into a, a war or engaging is probably, um, much higher because he didn't bully on the front end or no one's scared of us at the moment. No, no one's scared uh, of us at all. And no one's going to be scared of an 83 year old grandpa. Yeah. We can't no one's, and no one's, and no one's scared of Kamala. Right. And so, you know, and I think, you know, what's interesting is last night here in North Mississippi for about an hour, nine o'clock ish to 10 o'clock ish. I don't know what the sound was. If you, if you put a gun to my head and said, get it right, without a moment's hesitation, I would go, those were fighter jets. There were jets flying around loud enough to be breaking the sound barrier for like an hour. Hmm. People were on social media going, "Is what's going on? People looked on flight aware. There was nothing. Well, I know Columbus has a... Is it a naval air station or a air force station? I don't know. Uh, there's Millington. There's stuff. What are we doing? Oh, are we, yeah. Are we doing military exercises at at night? Yeah. At night? Maybe. I mean, that's plausible. Well, I've lived here for a long time, and it's the first time I've heard that on a random Thursday night, Wednesday night. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yeah. It, what are we? What are we preparing for? We're running. We're just running exercises at night for kicks and giggles, for the first time, and I can't remember when. I don't, I've never heard that before. What was that? Yeah, I know that we do have, um, just from a little bit of pilot training and, and flying, uh, there are uh, restricted airspace up there where they can do military exercises. It's it's a north of Meridian as well. And then I'm, I'm pretty positive Columbus has a, and it's a pretty large space because they move yeah. so quickly. And what they'll do is they'll put up these, they call notums, um, these advisories to other pilots saying, Hey, there are, uh, there's training activity in this area. We're not saying stay out, but you know, fly at your own risk in this area. Cause if you get struck or you can't maneuver fast enough, cause these planes are moving at a very high speed at the low altitudes, uh, you know, it's your fault and you should have paid attention, but I, I didn't, I could, I could probably do a real quick search to see if there were military notums in North Mississippi. Okay. I'd be curious. Last yeah. night. Yeah. I'd be curious about, about nine o'clock, nine, 10 o'clock. I'd be fascinated. It was sorry. If you, if you hear the clicking of my, no, it's all my good. keyboard, I'm, it's, it's I'm all, just looking. It's all good. I'm, I'm legit. There was, there's a lot of people asking. As Trump would say, everybody was asking, everybody was asking the best, the best asks. Um, no, it's one of those things, but I was curious, but I, I agree with you. I mean, and look, I'm not going to be the guy that says the world's coming to an end. If Biden gets reelected, if that's what the American populace chooses, elections have consequences. I'm, I'm very public about, it. I don't understand why the Republicans insist on putting Trump on the ticket. I, I, I don't, I don't get it, but they clearly do. But speaking of, 
the uh, I'm going to find the debate coverage because it was pretty interesting last night. Nikki Haley took fire. Yes, I saw that. Uh, I saw that, and I, I I heard or read a little bit that Ramaswamy kind of kind of went wild. I'm not seeing anything, man, on the on the notices. So uh, interesting. It's it was interesting. It sounded odd, Martin. I mean, it was an hour. She had a confrontation with Vivek Ramaswamy, who simply cannot get any, can't get any um, momentum at all. Haley has had some momentum. She threw punches at Ramaswamy. She called him scum. She said, you're just scum. Uh, after he said her daughter had used to- yeah, I was like, I was, I think I thought I heard of something like he went after her daughter or something like yeah, that. She, she, which she I'd come out swinging she, too. So yeah, she has said she's against TikTok. She wants to ban it. Um, she was a top target throughout the evening as others tried to slow her momentum. She took heat over her foreign policy positions, attempts to spur Chinese investment in her home state, and earnings from her position on corporate boards, including uh, Boeing. In relation to China, Haley threw a punch at DeSantis. Ron DeSantis says she called for an end to all formal trade relations, quote, until they stop murdering Americans from fentanyl, something Ron has yet to say that he's going to do. End quote. DeSantis responded by saying Haley had welcomed China into South Carolina, quote, gave them land near a military base, and, quote, wrote the Chinese ambassador a love letter saying what a great friend they were. Haley said a Florida economic development arm had sought to attract Chinese investment. They're just going back and forth, as always. Haley hit DeSantis again by calling him liberal when it comes to environmental matters. Just own it if that's the case, but don't keep saying you're something that you're not. DeSantis, in response, alluded to how Floridians have for years resisted oil drilling and protecting the state's environment. Uh, Ramaswamy, he went after uh, he went after everybody. He attacked the media. He attacked Rona McDaniel, the, the chairwoman for the RNC. He says, we have become the party of losers. He talked about avoiding mistakes of the neocon establishment alluding to a growing isolationism in the GOP. He took a shot at both Haley and DeSantis saying, do you want a leader from a different generation who is going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney and three-inch hills? In which case, we've got two of them on stage right now referring to to DeSantis and his heels. And Haley later corrected him and said, they're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. So it was just kind of a bit of a little shit show. Um, the, the uh, I hate I missed it, man. I'm gonna have to go back and watch a uh, rerun. Abortion split the field. The debate played out against a backdrop of some big, big Democrat wins in elections a day earlier that left some Republicans questioning whether President Biden will be easy, as easy to defeat in 2024 as they have thought. Abortion played heavily in those elections. Haley and DeSantis tried to strike a balance, at least re- rhetorically, on the issue. I stand for a culture of life, DeSantis said, while adding he understood some states would differ in their policies. The governor, who earlier this year signed a six-week ban, said anti-abortion advocates were caught flat-footed on referendums, such as the one Ohio voters voted on Tuesday. 
establishing a right to abortion. Haley called herself, quote, unapologetically pro-life, end quote, but also said she didn't fault people for having a different view. Let's find consensus. We don't need to divide America over this issue anymore. Uh, Tim Scott challenged Haley and DeSantis to join me in a 15-week limit at the national level. Haley responded that she would support anything that would pass because that would save more babies but wouldn't commit to a specific limit. So there you go. At the same time, Donald Trump, the former president, spoke to supporters at a rally in nearby Hialeah, Florida, as he continued to run out the clock on a narrowing field of rivals. He says, every time I'm indicted, I consider it to be a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you, he said. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, actually, I have to applaud Trump and his strategy to, you know, I mean, I would like to hear what he has to say. I mean, of course, we know it for the most part, what he's going to say about most topics. But, man, I just can't. I'm his self-control of not getting involved in the in the debate process is is pretty incredible because, I mean, he just keeps this wide moat between him and the rest of the field. And uh, I mean, I think that he should be on stage and debating. I think that that's healthy for our politics and our government. Um but man, he would steal the show from everybody. He would suck up all of the air in the room. He would talk over people. Uh, we would never hear all of the, at least we would hear significantly less from the rest of the field. Well, I'm in the minority on this. I'm, I'm ready to hear substance from people. I'm tired of the Trump debates. I am. I, I, if Trump's going to run, that's fine. We, we, we had to figure out a way in our country to get this is what's depressing to me, and this is repetitive. We're going to have Trump versus Biden, and we're not going to have one single substantive debate. No. And I don't blame Trump politically for not getting on the, on the stump on, a, on, on the debate stage. Yep. And if I'm the Democrats running the show, Joe Biden never sees a debate stage. He doesn't even get near one. We're run, we're running we're running the clock, man. We're we are over and over. Run it, run the, run the clock. Yeah. Run it, run the clock. Run it, run the clock. Punt. All right, now you do something stupid. All right, okay, we'll get it back. Run it, run it, run it. Punt. Do something stupid. Yeah, they already got their points on the board. I mean, yeah, they, 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 it's in the they, bank. They're just running clock, man. Keep it. Hey, yep. move the chains a little bit. We're not throwing the ball. We're not doing anything stupid. No trick plays. Just some simple, simple traps and 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 counters. Oh, I love that Sometimes. we're an analogy football. It, it's so applicable, though. Just some simple stuff. No, we're not even going to. No, 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 no screens, no slants, no deep routes. No, 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 no. Maybe a little quarterback draw here and there, but no, that's it. I mean, we're, we're we might even go back to the I formation, fellas. We're, we're running this thing straight. <laughs> I mean, we we right up the middle, and we're going to punt it and let him do something stupid. That's the goal, and I, I, I'm not saying it would work, but it, it's the best strategy. I don't know, man. It's you know, a strategy that's working for them. It's. I'll be honest. I kind of want to hear Donald Trump on like Joe Rogan. Give me three hours with someone who's going to ask him questions and not kiss his ass. I want to see how disciplined the guy can be. And that puts the pressure on. Fair enough. That puts the pressure on a Biden because Robert Kennedy has already done three hours with Joe Rogan. He'd do it again. I probably will do it again. 
where people, but I keep waiting for, but the American public doesn't think like me and you, Martin. They, they're, they're, it's not that they're stupid or ignorant. It's just that they're busy and they don't keep up with it at a, at a granular level. And it's just like, they're, they're focused on their lives, their kids. I get it 100%. It's, it's become this thing. Hey, don't talk about politics. You'll get canceled. Yeah. You know, and in my industry too, I mean, one of the first things they teach you in my industry is don't, don't engage in political conversations because I have clients on both sides and, and that's okay. Um, but, I, but, but I have a job to do for all of my clients, which is maneuver their portfolios and financial decisions based on what our environment looks like. And unfortunately, whether people want to admit it or not, I mean, the political environment is the wet part of the ocean. It impacts everything. I mean, we can't talk about finance and the economy without talking about politics. I mean, there are people that get appointed to posts that, uh, you know, that make decisions that impact everyone. Well, let's face it. The overwhelming majority of the people that come to, to Pinnacle, whether they are Republican or Democrat or identify as conservative or liberal, they're there because they're looking for someone to best manage their money. Correct. So, you maybe, know, and someone that they trust that's telling them truth and is following what's going on in the world so that they don't have to, that they can enjoy grandkids or yeah. kids or vacationing or running their business. And yeah, you're right. So, I mean, so even if they disagree with your political viewpoint, if you say, hey, this is what's impacting your money. Yep. Tell them you're, you're speaking truth. Yeah. I mean, there was a reason that. There was a reason that a lot of Republicans, even they weren't crazy about Bill Clinton, they they really weren't motivated to get him out of the out of office after his first term. Why was that? Yeah. I mean, why was that? It's because everybody was making money. Everybody yeah, was doing good. Everybody was. Everybody was doing great. I mean, probably a lot of Democrats who weren't crazy about Ronald Reagan, but he won yeah. re-election pretty easy. He did, and you know, I mean, I mean, and, and there was a reason for that. People and there was austerity too with Reagan, and I mean, and that was uh, we don't have that anymore, man. In in any of our uh political candidates, I mean, hell, I mean, I won't beat this horse to death because God, man, we've beat it so many times. But there was no austerity under the Trump administration. Hell, our national deficit skyrocketed; it ballooned. Um, you know, M two money supply ballooned under under Trump. I mean, I know we want to lay that at the feet of Biden, but. That's just not true, man. It, I mean, he didn't, he perpetuated it too, but hell, but Trump perpetuated what Obama perpetuated, what Bush perpetuated. Um, you know, probably Reagan and Clinton were the last two presidents that had any austerity or even could knew what the word austerity meant. So that's what's going on in the world today. I mean, uh, <laughs> The headlines are: uh, Goolsby says Fed will will need to monitor risk of overshooting on rates. Uh, how work from home has reshaped what Americans buy. It's interesting as we get into the holiday season. Yeah, um, dude. I, I mean, can, can we go back to the Fed thing for just a second? Yeah. Um. I I just think the Fed the Fed is done. The they didn't even have to they didn't have the reason they didn't have to do anything. Uh, you know, in November was because markets took care of it for them. And I just don't see the mid-December that they're going to do anything. They're not, they're not going to raise rates in mid-December. And, and dude, I think we're going to end up 
we're flat. We're done. I think we're, we're done and we'll get a cut. Probably the, well, at least that's what they have telegraphed. The fed has telegraphed. We get a cut, you know, end of 24, beginning of 25, probably around 1%. And then we, we likely get another cut in 25, maybe early 26, something like that. That'll probably be another 1%. And that's assuming that, you know, there are, there are unknown unknowns at the moment that could change that, but assuming that nothing catastrophic happens, that's probably the path that we're on with the fed, you know, and the fed generally does have the tendency to overshoot both ways. I mean, and fed fund rates are pretty dang high right now. I mean, mortgage rates are, are pretty high right now. I think that, uh, I think we're done raising rates. Um, I could be wrong, man. And I will eat my words. I will eat crow. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'll come back on here and admit it, but I just don't see it, man. I don't see it in the cards. I hope you're right. I mean, that's good for markets too. Yeah. I mean, I hope Senate, we have our Santa Claus rally to continue, you know, this month, next month. And that next year is a very, I hope next year is a very typical election year. And we have, you know, good markets, not great, but good markets and good bond markets. And man, everybody can just recover and make a little bit of cash next year. And, and then, and then we'll see what happens based on what happens in November after that. Yeah. I certainly hope it'll be a brace yourself. Certainly hope you're right. All right. We'll stop there. We'll stop. Appreciate uh, everybody listening. Appreciate your time, Martin, as always. Don't forget it's uh, pinnacle, my pin wealth, M Y P I N N wealth.com. If you want to get in touch with those guys and uh, see if uh, they're a fit for you or if you, need to uh, stop trying to handle some of this by yourself and get a professional to do it, which is usually the case. And so you can talk to Martin and the people there at Pinnacle. They're great. They'll take great care of you. And uh, we'll be back. What's our schedule for next week? I am off the grid completely next week. I will have no access to phone or email. So I am totally out of pocket next week. Okay. So we uh, will be back in two weeks, I think. Is two weeks Thanksgiving? Yeah, two weeks is Thanksgiving. So it might be a minute before we're back. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. We'll we'll get back with you uh, here somewhat soon. Enjoy your uh, your your time off next week when you're off the grid. I'll be jealous, I think. And um, <laughs> I appreciate you. We'll we'll talk soon. For Martin Palomo, cool. I'm, Neil, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of Mind on My Money, presented by Pinnacle. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.